Welcome to Hope Anchors, everyone. I'm Johnny. And I'm Sean. And together we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. In Hebrews 6.19, we'll read, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Hope Anchors. Um, yes, I am still in Gold Canyon, Arizona, visiting my good friend, Steve Soroki. So, say hello, Steve. <laughs> hello, Steve. <laughs> uh, Johnny is once again on the Hope Anchors phone line. Uh, that's what we're going to call this for now on the Hope Anchors phone line. Uh, and, and we're going to continue our series, To Live is Christ, uh, a journey through Paul's letter uh, to the people of Philippi. And we're just we're just really thrilled to be going through this letter. It's really it it brings up so much encouragement for any of us who, especially if you're struggling with anything. Um, Paul is writing this from prison. Um, he's writing to a group of people that his first experiences with them um, brought him to prison. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think we can really gain a lot of insight when it comes to our experience of life and of faith. Uh, in some really challenging circumstances. Yeah. Uh, last episode, we were covering verses 12 through 19, and we're just going to go through chapter one. Um, there's only four chapters in this book of uh, Philippians, and Johnny has decided to take three months to go through four chapters. So we're taking our first four weeks and going through just the first, uh, first chapter. So like I said, in last episode, we were going through verses 12 through 19, and today... We're going to discuss verses 20 through 26. I remember going through a study uh, a while back, and the first time I covered this particular passage, I, I remember it was like, man, it really put what death was to me on a personal level. It gave me a different meaning, a different understanding uh, of death. And I realized that the more I worked on my personal relationship with God, the more I understood what Paul is really trying to say in this little passage, in these in these short verses, what Paul feels. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, we had a conversation, oh, probably six weeks ago about death and how we have in, I'm going to say, in our growth, in our walk, or maybe our, under, our greater understanding of Jesus and, and our purpose here is that death has much less of a sting even with when we lose friends it's like uh, you you go well their work must have been done because god said it's okay you can go that's what i feel like i'm reading about here yeah. with paul that's interesting though that as i uh, myself my brother's family have been navigating these new waters of my mom not doing so well there have been times where and I, my mom Man, she just has amazing relationship with the Lord, and I love spending time with her. She's so cute because she's got her different radio programs that she'll listen to, different radio pastors, and take notes, and then she'll transfer those notes into her Bible. You know, I know exactly, you know, what she'll be doing. She'll just continue to spend time with the Lord as she does here. Yeah. Um, but I just found myself getting broken up at times because mm. I'm like, I'm not ready to let her go yet. And it's still hard. It's still that that pull. And that's definitely what Paul is talking about is that pull that, you know, he desires to, to be with Christ. And yet there's a pull that keeps him here. And and I, I think we struggle with that at times. Yeah. And I think that's 
I think this is why when Steve and I had this conversation, no longer became about us. And, and, yeah. and the feeling that you have, I, I understand that so much and I see it so much. I have felt that feeling. But, man, it, just in the past, I don't know, we talked about over the last, I don't know, not even a year. Yeah. Not even in a year, we have we have lost a half dozen. Yeah, around that. Really, I mean, wow. people that we really knew that. We knew that they were Christ followers and um, and a few of them that were really close to. And, and it was, this whole passage really changed the way that we kind of looked at this. Um, Steve and I looked at this because uh, when you said, you know, I'm not ready to let her go. And it was like, I, I knew that I know that feeling in this passage way Paul writes this um, just in his first verse is it's a long verse, but it really explains a lot to me on how Paul feels in himself. And then it made me realize how selfish I was feeling hmm. towards that person. Like the way that you feel towards your mom uh, I get it so much, but Paul just says, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ. And this is what he's doing right now. And the way that he has been in the past, the way he's always lived his life. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ. Isn't that something that we always want? And, and, and that's, that's our deep desire. But it goes, whether I live or die. Yeah. And it's like, man. You know, here's a man that just, he's lived his life completely. You know, when he was Saul, he lived his life for God. He lived his life for God. He was doing God's work when this man was Saul. When he became Paul, Christ tells Ananias that, hey, this man is going to suffer. Suffer beyond your imagination. He's going to suffer to spread the word, but he's there to spread the word to all the Gentiles, to everybody else, to the world. But he's going to suffer. Don't worry about it. Don't don't wonder. You know, Ananias going, you do realize who Saul is, right? You, you know what this guy has been doing to your people. And my neighbors. And, and my neighbors, <laughs> my friends. And you're going to do what with him? And, and Christ goes, don't worry. He's going to suffer. Don't, I'll take care of that. <laughs> and here he's writing that, you know what? I have loved Christ. From that moment on, he has loved Christ, dedicated his life to spreading the message, the good news. And he's trusting that his life will bring honor to Christ. Is that the way that we live? Is that really how people will remember us? I hope so. I I, I hope so too, but he doesn't even have to hope. Paul knows that he has lived his life that way. Have I lived my life to where people have no doubt that man is a Christ follower. That's kind of why I, re- I wonder if that's kind of his personal mission statement to live as Christ. Yeah. You know, he's essentially saying, hey, everything I'm going to do is going to be for Jesus. And, and he takes that to uh, degrees that we can't even ever imagine our lives going through. He's going to suffer. He's going to find himself in prison. He's going to find himself being stoned close to death and, and brought back. And this whole passage is like a... Uh, a summary of his whole life. I mean, the, so you talk about suffering that Paul had to go through. And then he's like, hey, you know what? But it's whether I live or die. Eh, you know what? Don't worry about it. And I'm like just blown away by what Paul has to say in this. And it really did make me think about the way I looked at death. 
not just for myself, but the death of others around me. It makes you think about all the suffering he went through prior to being imprisoned. And this is, this is the Paul that has been, I'm going to say born out of the suffering since the moment on the, on the road where he was blinded. Right. I mean, so this is years down the road and he has suffered continuously. And as you're saying, Sean, he's just sitting there writing this letter going, I'm glad I suffered. I'm glad I was here to be able to be here for you. And he talks about how it's in his flesh and, and he's just abiding in this life that he is, he has been given. I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it amazes me. You know, here you've got someone who his life could change drastically if he said, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. This is this is all a farce. Um, I'm going to go back (laughs) to living life the way that I used to. And he was a man of notoriety. He was a man who, you know, probably had a lot of money just in terms of what he was doing with his life. And yet this decision to follow Jesus and to do what Jesus said that he was going to do made him made him a man of suffering and yeah. you know what was prophesied in isaiah that he would be a man of suffering you know there is there is something that can happen as a result of what we go through because we're going to follow jesus and then as we continue on with verse 21 where paul just simply says for me living means living for christ and dying is even better mm-hmm. oh my goodness and, and i get that how is dying not better because you no longer have to deal with what this world is putting up with? What You don't have to deal with this anymore. And, and I get to be with Christ. How awesome would that be? I'm going to live my life. If I'm here, I'm living my life for Christ. But if I die, I get to be with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's better. Sign me up. I get that. And, and it's like, when I if you stop right there, it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I need to hear. And I think that's part of the problem with some of the thinking in the ministries of today is they just want to stop right there. And they, the, the hard part is what comes up next, is what he says next. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. And, and part of this is why I looked at uh, when, when somebody else has died, I look at it. This is what really started to change my heart and and be more thrilled for them. I am more thrilled when somebody passes because I knew who they were and I know they're with Christ. How much better is their life right now than the suffering that they were dealing with here on this earth? Doesn't help necessarily with the mourning of the loss. No. In your own, you know, your own flesh and your in your emotions. But it does help, I think, diminish the time it takes to mourn because you immediately think of the situation that they are now in and uh, how much better it is for them. I, I think this is where Paul gets into the joy. Yeah. This is the joy that he talks about that comes from God and only God is how you can take joy in knowing where that person is now. That is just, to me, that's, it has really softened my heart when I look at death. And you talk about circumstances that people are put in and you see how they, they live and they, and it's not that they take, uh, take pride in their suffering, but you can see the joy in their eyes knowing where their loved one has gone. 
you know, when I had witnessed a couple that lost their grandchild to the daughter-in-law's hands. And as they went through and conducted the service, I saw the joy that they had in their heart knowing where their granddaughter was, knowing that that grandchild did not have to suffer in this world any longer. And it was like, man, you talk about uh, how devastating I would feel if something was to happen to, to my little Zoe. But that witness there, this passage almost allows me to say, you know what? It's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. She's in a better place. But yes, I'm going to miss her. And it doesn't take away my human mourning like you just said. Mm -hmm. But man, does it give me greater comfort. I think that's probably where we struggle is that, you know, we, we spend so much time on preserving our lives for this life. And we don't, we don't think as much about the whole idea of dying being gain and what we gain through dying. Yeah. In fact, I, I think that many of us, I've got a friend, I've got a friend of mine that I was on staff with back in Michigan where, you know, she, she was like, I, I, I just can't wait to be with Jesus. I'm, I'm good. The Lord could take me home now. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you've got so much to give. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> but it's exactly like exactly what Paul is saying, but yeah. we're just not used to someone saying that we too many too many times we think oh you know somebody's got to be suicidal in order to think that way right. no you don't have to be you're just you, you you're fully convinced that uh being away from the body you're home with the lord and being home with the lord is so much better being here in the body but we're just not used to that kind of language we're not used to those kind of comments we're not used to that kind of attitude either in our own lives or in you know the lives of another Jesus follower. Yeah, that is so, uh, so true. And because I, I have said those words, I have said that exact same statement as man. If I could be with Christ right now, my life would be so much, I, I would be happier. I, there'd be so much joy, but yet I, it's not like I want to go today. I know that there's work for me to do here, but I understand now when my job, when my work, when my purpose is over, it's not, it could be today. It could be right after this podcast. It could be when God says, okay, you're done. It's time to come home. Then it's, when it's I, that time. I mean, and I have no idea when that's going to be. So these two ideas from Paul, I feel like are, are two things that we can absolutely struggle with that yeah. one, do we really believe that dying is gain? And then secondly, if we're going to live, who are we living for right. and what are we mm. living? What's our purpose for life? Yeah. Is it to actually be about someone's progress and joy in the faith, or is it just about our own progress and advancement? Right. And, and we'll get into this a little bit in next week's episode. Uh, and I think that's where Paul's really leading us into, because uh, next week we're going to talk a little bit about uh, being a citizen of heaven. And, and I think that's where our, this is leading right us right into that is because my role is not to be a part of this world because I'm not from this world. I'm a member of God's kingdom here to work on myself, here to, you know, who's that one? Who's that one person that we're here for? And until that one person, it's like that is our purpose is to continue to where that one more person understands who God is and who Jesus is. Uh, we, we've talked about this in our Bible study that 
God was never uh, upset. And Jesus said, you know what? I, I blame the farmer for throwing seeds down in wrong areas. He never, he just talked about how the farmer let seeds down on different types of dirt and how it just, some took root, some didn't, some grew, some flourished, some didn't, uh, some easily went away. He never was upset with the farmer, with this guy putting a seed down. He was like, you know what? That's exactly what I need you to do. And until that day where we finally reached that one last person, it's like, you know what? We're just, that's when we get called up. But I think we need to really be careful with this because, you know, this is where that fear comes in. But God, I'm not ready to go. So I'm going to stop working. Mm. I don't want to do this anymore because I'm afraid of dying. And Paul's like, man, are you kidding me? Death is going to be the greatest thing in the world because we're not dying. We're going to become alive. Our life is just beginning, but we still have work to do. And it doesn't matter if you're two or 92, you have work to do. And so until that day, who's that one more person? What's that one more role that you're supposed to fill? Who is that one person? You talk about the, you know, Johnny, you you said about how your prayer is sometimes that it's not when we meet somebody in heaven that they go, hey, because you said this to this person, and then they said it, the, you know, continued it down. It was like that butterfly effect. Uh, you know, one flap of the wings can cause a hurricane across the world. And it's that kind of emotion and that kind of feeling that makes me think of, you know what? This is what Paul's talking about. I'm not done yet. If I am, fantastic. If I'm not, fantastic. And it's like, man, as much suffering. You're not this guy dead. Goes you're through. not done. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently I'm not done because we're still on the air. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I mean, just I was just thinking uh, the way you were expressing it sounded like the oh gosh, probably 10, 15 years ago, there was the pay it forward kind of thinking that was expressed in a lot of TV and movies. And what you were describing is what Paul is alluding to is the fact that the more I do now, the more Jesus will gain in the long run. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this is probably one of my favorite parts out of Philippians because it just speaks to this whole idea that I hope that my life or my death will give bring honor to Christ. But mm-hmm. if I get to be here, and the illustration that I used when I first spoke about this, Paul talks about death as a departure. And when you're going to an airport and you're going to, if you're going to departures, you're going to get dropped off because you're going to jump on a plane to your next destination. And death is just the next destination. Um, And that departure is going to bring you to Christ. And I just, I love some of the language that truly Jesus followers were inspired to write, you know, whether death being a departure or it being, you know, that we're falling asleep and resurrection is waking us from, from our sleep, but just that it's not final. I think too many times we we fear the finality of death and when it's just the beginning yeah, and I think that's very important to uh, to understand because those that don't have Christ in their life, death is a finality. I mean, that is it. And through Paul's words, through this Bible, through through Christ, we understand that that's, death is just the beginning of of an amazing adventure. It's, it's really kind of disheartening when you think of those people that don't believe in Christ that have no faith, and that is the end for them. And to them, I mean, there is nothing left. 
So they try to get all their happiness from this world, and they don't understand the joy that God offers, that God is full of, that grace and peace, that calmness. They just don't get to experience because they're always in search for that next happy feeling. So death is a totally different concept for them. What we get to be called to right now, so long as we are alive, is that we get to help people continue to progress, um, to progress. Well, that's why he says in verse 24, but for your sake, it's better that I continue to live. Yep. Because it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's been about who's your one. Who's your one? It's what Paul says. Who's your one? I didn't actually see that in the scripture. Who's your one? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know if that was a word back then. What would be the Greek for Hoosier, by the way? That would be a good thing to figure out. How do you spell it? <laughs> and Paul comes to that realization here while he writes this letter by just saying, Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. Understanding why God has put you on this earth to understand what your purpose is. Paul really understands his purpose. Just to see this, to watch their faith grow, to see them experience God, to bring them along in that relationship with God. I I feel that when I read this passage more and more, I, I look at Steve here with me and I almost feel like that was his purpose with me in life, was to bring me along and he gets to experience my growth and my joy and my uh, relationship with God. And, and I know that, man, because of our conversations, how uh, he's told me at times that he's, he's blown away by my faith now and that how I have grown. And, and I owe a lot to Steve because of that, because he has been the one that's, you know, he's like, hey, you're not ready for this conversation yet, but we're getting close. And so I have this person in my life that has really helped me. So for me, it's kind of cool to sit here in Steve's office and and to have this podcast and to go through this passage in itself with Steve right here. Mm. Uh, Thank thank you for that, Sean. But uh, I'm sorry, Johnny. I I, I was just going to say just a little nuance of this. And I think, you know, we're experiencing this um, as the two of you talk and, and kind of reminisce about conversations you've had over the years. I love that Paul wants to continue with them, not only for their progress, but their joy in the faith. Um, yeah. I, you know, that we get to help people enjoy their faith. <laughs> yes, <laughs> grow and learn, but I want you to enjoy this. Yeah. You know, I, I, want you to, I want you to love it. I want you to get some excitement out of it. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Johnny, because I, I was feeling the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. uh, experiencing this podcast alone is greeting great joy to me. Just being present with the two of you having this conversation is extremely joyful. As Sean was talking about purpose, I was sitting there thinking, you know, there is a tendency, I'm going to say, in our culture today to create purpose to be something that's very complex and very deep and meaningful. But the reality is a deep and meaningful purpose could be extremely simple. And in Paul's case... It's to live as Christ, right? Isn't that what this yeah. whole ser- series is about? His simplistic yeah. purpose is to live as Christ. That's it. Amen. 
So, you know, we're going to finish this section here because it says, And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. And I think this is where, for, for me, I, I feel like every time Steve and I get together now, I make a journey about every two years from Indianapolis out to Arizona, and sometimes in between there, but I usually make that drive every two years. And I see that in Steve. When Steve sees me, I feel like he has such love of God and the love of Christ in him that he takes great pride in what I am doing and the way that I am living and the way that this podcast has really taken, taken root and the foundation that I have. And it's almost like it's the way Paul kind of says, man, I know when I see you again, whether it's been a day, weeks, years, no matter how long it's going to be, I know who you are because of your walk with Christ now. And I take great pride in that. And it's not pride because you did it because of me. You did it with me. And the love of God that I have shared with you, you have taken that and you just, you've developed your great relationship. And together, we're on this wonderful journey together. And so, like I said, I can't be more blessed by God to be sitting here side by side with Steve to be able to say thank you for your your leadership and your spiritual uh, guidance for me in my path with God. And I think that uh, Johnny is one that, that gets the benefits of that. He reaps the benefits because we do this podcast together and we have such a great relationship and a great uh, rapport with one another that we're able to do this podcast. And it really stems from your willingness to teach, walk beside, guide, and take great care of me in that journey. Okay. If I start crying on the podcast, will people notice? Uh, you know, you wouldn't be the first one. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, I, you know, this is, this is all beautiful and wonderful. And I greatly appreciate that, Sean, but you, you have to know that that was just God working through me because God said to me, walk with this man. And I was just following what he asked me to do. Yeah. And sometimes it's just that simple. Yeah. And I think that's what Paul's trying to say right here. It's, it's really that simple. Yeah. You know, one of the things that when we went through this passage, one of the things that I was really reading, and it was kind of funny because the way Paul kind of talks, you know what, if I live or if I die, it's not, it doesn't matter. I know that if I die, I go with Christ. If I live, I got more work to do. And it took me back to the book of Daniel. Ooh. Of his three friends. When they're being put in a fiery furnace, what do they say? If I live, I know it's, you know, no big deal. If I die, no big deal. You know, God will see me through this. And it's like, you know what? What a great way to live a life. Mm -hmm. How strong is your faith to where, you know, where you can have that boldness? There is no fear. You see no fear in these people because of their relationship with God. And that's what Paul lives his life. That's the way Daniel lived his life. That's the way his three friends lived their life. We see this as we're, you know, I'm now in the middle of a study with, of Job. And you see that in his life. And it's all because of one reason. And it's because they work on and they develop a personal relationship with God. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And, and I don't know, Johnny, about you, but that's the way 
I feel so much more comfortable about dealing with other people's death. I feel so much more comfortable with my own life uh, because of this passage right here, because of these short verses right here. Mm-hmm. No, I think we can have confidence as we're walking with Jesus that we're, we're going to continue in that even if we get to depart and be with him. But uh, if we're not dead, we're not done. And he's got something for us to do to help other people pro- progress and to experience joy in their lives and their in their faith as well. I like that saying. If we're not dead, we're not done. Nope. Yeah, that's awesome. So, hey, thanks everybody for listening to Hope Anchors. Paul wrote in Romans 15.4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. That's been our desire, to give you something to anchor your hope to. So don't give up, keep looking up, and keep hope alive. Amen.